0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dinner time is here. That's right, we're talking Hannibal Season 2 Episode 7 on Dish by Dish. Greetings and salutations, it's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from the Baltimore Institute for the Criminally Insane. Uh, This is Dish by Dish, a Hannibal rewatch project where we watch an episode of the great series Hannibal, and then we talk about it. And of course, there is only one person I trust, that if I bury somebody in a hole and steal their arm, she'll look them up, you know, when I send them a clue, the one, the only
1: Gina Radcliffe,
0: how are you doing today, Gina?
1: It's the least I can do.
0: Really? Honestly. I mean, uh, I didn't mean to leave that person in a hole, but now that I've got them there, I might as well use them.
1: Yeah, an an alternate take is that, you know, if you were fleeing uh, the Federales because Mm -hmm. somebody planted three dead bodies in your house... (laughs) Yeah. I, I would absolutely stall the the, the, the cops bef- while you could escape out the back door
0: but would you let me take a shower Gina this is the million dollar question and of the course. one that I am haunted by here where will just goes yeah've you've, you've tormented me for a really long time take a shower <laughs> take a shower it's fine
1: Well, you know, it's in keeping with this because everybody in this episode acts real fucking weird.
0: In fact, I think this is the the tipping point where the early part of the the first half of the season, obviously with Will incarcerated, is going to have a a more uh, leveled tone to it because he's trapped in one place. And from this episode on the uh, every episode gets weirder. And weirder and trippier and trippier. Like not since mushroom bodies have we had this amount of crazy go nuts that happens <laughs> from now until episode 13.
1: Yeah, I, I, I made a note to myself that basically said, you know, everybody's acting like they recently suffered a massive head injury.
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them have. Uh, some of them have been locked away in a murder basement.
1: Oh, and I'm not even. Ta- I'm not even talking about poor uh, Miriam Lass. I'm talking about people who, up to this point, had been pretty rational.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm talking one Miss Alana Bloom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sure, let's get into this because this is a very interesting turn from her, and uh, I think um, as much as I love this half of the season, this is one of those things where i'm kind of mystified is it just because that will tried to have hannibal killed and then all of a sudden she goes hmm maybe i need that dick
1: yeah well we talked about this with our episodes with beth is that it just it doesn't feel like they had no sexual chemistry up to that Mm -hmm. point whereas she had a lot with will Sure. But yeah, yeah. like it, it deal the them, you know, Alana and Hannibal coming together sort of feels like. Well, I guess it's just us. I you mean, know? <laughs> <laughs> but it, people it's have like,
0: gotten together under under weirder circumstances. That is a thing that combines people all around the world every single yeah, day. Yeah,
1: but it still feels a little. You know, well, we need to illustrate that Alana has changed somehow. So let's have her just inexplicably and abruptly jump into the sack with Hannibal. Like, you know, someone up to this point that she had thought of strictly as a mentor, maybe even almost in a paternal sort of sense. Sure. I mean, not that yeah, he's yeah. quite old enough to be her father, but but there's definitely more of a parent-child relationship up to that point.
0: Or someone that she's sat at the feet of, you know. And- right. But I think she's genuinely unmoored. And I think Hannibal takes the opportunity here that if he's going to lose leverage of Will being incarcerated, the other way to uh, sort of retain a a modicum of leverage is to sort of emotionally hold Alana hostage and let Will know about it
1: right and and you will is he, he is let out of out of the uh the insane asylum because mm. it turns out well i guess you didn't do it after all
0: <laughs> if all the evidence starts to point in different directions yes uh it uh it's a real turn of fate that's for sure
1: but he comes home alana has still you know in, in her in her favor still been taking care of his dogs mm-hmm. but you know he comes up that that driveway she's coming out with a Big old sourpuss, Adam. Um, when are you going to cute Hannibal again, lady? He just got out of the fucking insane, fucking insane asylum. Just give him a break. He literally but, got out that day.
0: It's a real turnoff to her. She just doesn't like it when her potential boyfriends send serial killers after the serial killer she's about to jump in bed with.
1: Wait, I mean, that she already had jumped in bed with by that point, and, and is it at and, that
0: point? Oh, well, yes I mean, yes, well, is. when
1: she confronts him when he's coming home. Yeah, that, that already happened.
0: Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm very, very sure. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, she's just like immediately confrontational with him. She's got the little sour face and and Will is as nonplussed as ever. You know, it's almost like he kind of knows what's going on, that that you uh-huh. know, the, ally- the alliances have changed.
0: Because she's no longer one of his strays, I think, <laughs> is, is the statement being made there. Uh, That she wasn't just waiting around keeping his dogs warm for him to get out of the insane asylum. She's going to make moves on her own because I I think she could handle Will being sick. But I think she's convinced by the point that Will sends a, a killer after Hannibal that he's actually quite sane. And that's the most disappointing thing of all. It's still a wild leap to have her jump into bed with Hannibal other than the fact that I think all of us would j- jump into bed with Hannibal.
1: Besides that. Y- y- yeah, fine. <laughs> I, I, you're not, you're not wrong. I'm, I just feel like as the characters though, it's, it's not, it doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I, agree and I think that, that yeah. I think that, you know, at some point they felt they needed to do something different with Alana's character. Sure, so yeah. they kind of, but they kind of did this a little, a little too abruptly, but, but, I, but I have to remember that, the you know, Again, as we've said numerous times at this point, you know, this show exists in a world that looks like ours, but isn't quite ours. Exactly. So so, so people are going to do things that don't make sense.
0: And speaking of things that don't make sense, but then suddenly make a lot of sense is Miriam Lass. Now, we last saw her in season one, and she was sort of a Silence of the Lambs Clarice precursor that Jack had sent out to try to weed out where the the Chesapeake Ripper might be. And almost as if he's using her as a lure, and he gets exactly what he wants, only not in the way he wants it. She attracts the attention of the Ripper and then is kidnapped by Hannibal and we assume killed up until the point Jack is led to the pit uh, where she happens to be simply one forearm on down uh, less than when she went in.
1: Yeah, it, the you know, the thing I have to keep in mind is a pattern in this show is people not knowing how to handle being wrong about things. Yeah. And and to the point where kind of it kind of melts their brain a little bit, and 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 I think that's you know I should probably be a little easier on Alana because I mean she hasn't been wrong is the thing, but she thinks that she has, and well, I mean she's she is wrong about Hannibal, but you know she she has not been wrong that Jack has damaged Will in 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 forcing him to you help out in these. You know, trying to solve these horrible murders. Um, you know, she's not wrong. There's something you know, wrong with Will. You know, she like I said, she is wrong about Hannibal, but yeah. she doesn't realize that she is is continuing to be. I'm not saying I'm not making sense here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why make sense? The show refuses to do it. Why everything? We? But
1: basically, it comes down to Jack and Alana both struggle with being very. You know, being up to this point very assured that they know what they're doing, they're very smart, they're very insightful, and then discovering over and over again how very wrong they are.
0: Well, I mean, and they've also been, you know, on a sort of bungee cord of understanding of what's happening around them, where they keep getting bounced from one extreme to the other. And as a result, you know, it goes from there's no way that Will would be a killer. Okay, Will is obviously having troubles. Okay, Will is having some sort of recurring episode. Will is obviously sick. Oh, wait a second. Will threw up an ear. Will is a serial killer. Oh, Will is the Chesapeake Ripper. Will also killed Abigail and was a copycat of the Minnesota Shrike. Oh, wait a second. There's a killer who's still out there. Wait a second. Uh, one of our colleagues tried to hunt that person down and was sawed in half many times and put into a frozen display. Oh, wait a second. Uh, the There's evidence that Will might be innocent. Wait, That's not admissible in court. Oh, wait a second. We found a completely different trail to the Chesapeake uh, <laughs> Ripper. And it might happen to be another person we all know who has uh, terrible decision-making habits, and that's Dr. Chilton.
1: Particularly Jack's like, of course it's Dr. Chilton. It's like, (laughs) of course? I mean, there's nothing about
0: the portrayal of Chilton in this series that would lead you to believe that dude's a serial killer. Now that dude's a sleazebag. Yeah, That's he's
1: he's he, he's craven and, and he should probably have he's almost certainly have his psychiatrist credentials removed, but he's mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Will gets it right. He's like, You're not a killer, Frederick.
0: Yeah. He <laughs> and, really, and, really is And
1: I think and I think like everybody is so desperate to solve this case at this point that you know, if you deducted that a ham sandwich did it, they would be like, Well, of course it's a ham sandwich. <laughs>
0: Look at that crust! Is there
1: mayonnaise on there? I knew it. And then you know Jack will come barreling into the deli, and Will will get his wake out of my way. Will you know pull (laughs) pull out a very tiny pair of handcuffs? (laughs) How do you put handcuffs on a hand sandwich? I have no idea, but Jack can figure it out. He's a smart
0: guy. You would you would not use handcuffs, Jeannie. You would use ham cuffs. Anyways, Uh,
1: good night, everybody.
0: (laughs) uh, Listen, where can people find you on these here
1: (laughs) internet? (laughs)
0: It's it's not going to get any better than that. Um, And when I say better, I mean, oh, my God, worse. Um, But Miriam Lance represents a a weird time bomb. So Hannibal, my question to you is, obviously he couldn't have foreseen the whole Chilton thing, nor could he have seen the whole will of it all when he kidnapped Miriam Lance.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. So,
0: I mean, but that's not to say that he goes, well, I kidnapped this person and they're like a weird insurance policy for me, where if I ever need to fuck with Jack again on a massive scale this would be the way I would get back at the FBI. And I assume he didn't know exactly how he would use that puzzle piece. But once a picture starts to form, he starts sanding the edges and maybe lopping off one forearm, let's say, so it fits where he wants it to. And he says, look, look at that picture. And it throws everybody but Will off.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. He, I mean, do we do we know for certain that Lecter didn't know Chilton at least as a colleague or something before all this? I
0: assume he knew Chilton, but I don't know that he would. He definitely, due date, discovered that he was psychically driving. Uh, what's his face? <laughs> the other Gideon, do, Abel.
1: Uh, Abel Gideon. Yeah.
0: Abel Gideon. So, uh, that's where he. I think he starts to go. You're in my target sites now that before that he might have been annoying at parties and he might have considered maybe killing him one day and eating him but i don't think he was like oh i'm going to kidnap an fbi trainee and and target this guy in advance absolutely not but i think he sees how he can kill a bunch of birds with one stone and he just so happens to have kidnapped that stone several years earlier so once he learned about the whole psychic driving thing and experimented on it with will i think he's like hey this is something that works i'm going to do it with miriam as well and he starts to set that up
1: i just like the idea that he has miriam just you know you know, stored away in case of emergencies like you know, like you have some extra blankets in a closet in your house you know right. in case you have an overnight guest
0: uh, guest pillows or whatnot like a, a spare uh toothbrush that your dentist gives you you're like i'm not going to use this i got a fancy one but i'll keep it in the spare bathroom just in case they need to brush their teeth
1: i want to know what kind of you know intense hypnotherapy you can put someone through where you can convince them that you're that you're speaking in the voice of an entirely different person
0: <laughs> yes especially when you have you are not doing an American accent.
1: Oh, no, (laughs) you're not, you're
0: not speaking. (laughs) Someone who could ever be mistaken for an American citizen, but, it seems to work like gangbusters on poor Miriam. She's been through fucking enough. She gets talked into, "Hey, I'm gonna take off that arm, okay? So you go sleepy time night night, and I'm just gonna
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and take that bad boy off of you, and you'll be a couple, uh, you know, pounds lighter uh, after the fact." And she's like, "Okay, <laughs> bye."
1: Yeah, it's, it's a it's another you know, long game that he's playing. That's very interesting.
0: But he's so bad at shifting gears in the moment. And so good at planning in advance. And I do like that the show is kind of consistent in that. Like, he can he can try to scramble, but his I-gotta-do-this-on-the-fly plans don't always work out. Like, in season one, they seem to work out a little bit better, but here he's like, oh, there's a lot of balls in the air. This is, isn't quite for me. I got to figure out a new way to do this. Oh, yeah, I remember. I got a trainee in a pit I can use. <laughs>
1: He's like, it's like, yo, yo, in case of fire, break glass, remove trainee.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Miriam Blass, God bless her, is the ultimate get out of jail free card because she now that 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 Hannibal has driven her towards Chilton, all he has to do is set up Chilton in a manner and like no one will believe Chilton. So he just like shows up to the house and is like, hey dude. Uh, I, some FBI agents are outside. I'm going to kill them. I'm totally going to blame you. And no one's going to believe you. If you say anything different, bye. (laughs) He just goes ahead and does it.
1: Apparently manages to overpower two FBI agents.
0: Not the first time he's overpowered two cops at once. Let's put that out there. this this show very much has a magnum PI idea of how easy it is to knock out police and uh, officers or uh, federal officers for that matter.
1: Yeah, you know you're for some shit when uh, when when Hannibal has the tailored kill suit on.
0: <laughs> you you fucked up, but but good uh, in in that uh, department. But you know at the end of the day. You you kind of have to wonder, like, how soon did he plan the whole? I think it's as soon as he heard about the whole Abel Gideon uh, psychic driving thing that he's just like, "Oh, Chilton, I'm gonna fuck you up someday."
1: Yeah, and I sort and I sort of feel like he is offended as a psychiatrist at that. Yes,
0: very much so, especially because he doesn't trust Chilton.
1: It also, it also offended that he's you know, forcing someone to take credit for his work.
0: It's twofold. Chilton should it does not have the skill to do this. And so he's like, listen, if you're going to do this, uh, first of all, you should have a fucking brain in your head. I'm going to fuck with Chilton. I'm going to fuck with you, and I'm going to fuck with Abel Gideon, and I'm going to fuck with Will, and then I'm going to fuck with Miriam last. Like, he just lays it all out and bam 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 he's able to manipulate a lot of fucking people here and he got to get Abel gideon to eat the rest of his limbs
1: i mean we assume yeah i mean he at least
0: had one meal you you have do have to assume that he had the rest at a certain point wonder how he tastes according to abel he tastes fantastic But uh, Will's advice to Chilton, you know, right as he's walking out is like, come clean to Jack. Don't hide this shit. Your your only way out is through. And Chilton goes, "Mm, not good enough for me. Too prideful. His career just means too much to him. And he tries to hedge his bets. And guess what? He totally got served up. By fucking Hannibal Lecter.
1: And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I love a, a beefy Jack trying to run through that snow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not his medium. <laughs> it also it doesn't help that he's in like 14 layers worth of clothes yes. there. It's, uh, it's not great for your mobility. Um, also... When it comes to Chilton's house, what kind of guest room is tiled from the floor to the ceiling? Does, does he have like Australian bar patrons come over and stay with him?
1: <laughs> yeah. Will will is an eccentric fellow, to say the least. Well, that's in, that's in Chilton's oh, Chilton, house. Oh, Chilton's that's house. That's where he like finds a, Abel Gideon. Chilton's house has like, it, it's eerie because it's one of those houses that has like no personality. Like, right. like he, he, he like, he's like walking to his house. Everything's all like white. There's like, no, there's no you know, artwork on the walls. It, it it, just looks like one of those like extended stay hotels.
0: Yeah. It also sets him up to look like a serial killer, like 100%. Like Hannibal Lecter has, has a place full of personality and obviously has her suits and Chilton looks like he might be you know an alien uh insert as it were just snooping on people well yeah I
1: I think that Chilton I mean and I'm not a psychiatrist Chilton is probably we qualify a sociopath and, 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 and I think that he is trying very hard to act like a normal person and then when he is at home, he could relax and not be a normal person. <laughs> you know which is which is you know, God bless that that is you know what all of our homes are for is for is the places where we can act like not normal people. Yeah, but you know, he it, it's like the place where he exists, not where he lives. And,
0: true, true, true.
1: And I I found that very jarring in and of itself. Like I I do find that Chilton is at like his most pitiful. In in this episode, because again, like a lot of the characters in this, you know, he thought he was smarter than everybody else yeah. and then realized that, you know, he was very, very wrong about that.
0: And then you have the, the scene that I remember watching. Like I remember the room we were in. I remember what I was drinking when it happened. And that is when Miriam All of the flashbacks that she was had walls up against begin to crumble when she hears Chilton's voice, which Hannibal has convinced her was the person who held her captive. And her response is to grab a gun and just shoot that motherfucker on sight. So
1: that's a injury number two for Chilton, (laughs) shot in the face. I mean, I guess, I I guess, I guess we might as well spoil. He. Does somehow manage to survive this. But, but, <laughs> but, you know, on the other hand, he did also survive being disemboweled. So, yeah, I was going to say that he is, he is uh, related to uh, the the Michael Myers family of uh, uh, <laughs> possibly supernaturally invincible human beings.
0: Yeah, he's quite the weasel. Like, you just, he can't quite be put down. Also, you know, the first time Gideon just wanted to humiliate him essentially is what he wanted to do he wanted to gravely injure him and then put the possibility of his survival in someone he didn't care about's hands um and here uh this this particular one could only have been avoided if he knew how it was going to play out and Miriam's a good shot. She would have made a great FBI agent. Um she shoots that dude straight through the face and oh my god the cackle that comes out of me every single time <laughs> I watch
1: it. Would wouldn't you uh when you learned later that he had actually survived being shot in the face were you're like, "Oh, come on." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, at the time I'm like, "This is this is unbelievable." I mean, it's just it's so wild. And then when it happened again, I, I retained every ounce of the initial joy. It nothing was taken away from it. Um, and this was the hardest it has ever been for me not to automatically say, play the next episode. I just <laughs> from this point on I just want to stream the fuck out of it and just go. Like notes, notes are for jerks. You know, I don't have a fucking podcast to make and just watch because it's that fucking compelling and that the entire world didn't erupt and oh my god this is the best show on television when this happened is a giant failing we should all be sorry about
1: oh for sure yeah and and, and i think that by this point you 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 know people who were sticking with it were sticking hardcore with it but yeah. by that point it had been such a small audience that I don't even think there was even I don't even recall that there was much of a social media discourse of it could be on like Tumblr but you know you're mostly I've, na- had, yeah, I've naked, had some naked like pictures a, of uh, you know <laughs> Hannibal and will making out with each other, you know I mean
0: yeah, it's nothing like right now because we're we're kind of tied in uh, luckily due to uh, sort of the Hannibal Nation Hannibal family fanables forever uh sort of hashtag campaign of when we release a new episode, they, they're like, oh, here's the thing that you should get. So we're very happy to have them on board. We'd love to have more of them. But their enduring need to see these two guys fuck, I, I think, is, is heroic. <laughs> and I completely understand it. <laughs> we'll just look at them. So let's just go straight into... Choose your own death venture. And that's where we decide of the deaths presented in a particular episode. Uh, If you were forced to die that way, which one would you choose and why? Uh, So your choices today are three, but they are mighty. Have each of your limbs removed, probably for your own consumption. Uh, Stabbed and fucking gutted. Or become the wound man on what appears to be his kitchen island.
1: Oh, I like that one. I like that one a lot. The, the, just, you know, just using every possible implement one may have in the, in a kitchen drawer, just stabbing him in a sweat. I, I enjoy that one.
0: And not the only wound man that's been in the show. Like we've had several wound bands. So, uh, it really is something special. Uh, yeah, there's no way I'm going for limbs removed for consumption. And I think gutting would probably hurt a lot. I have to assume the guy who's the wound man probably, you know, takes a shot to the dome one way or the other and probably isn't around for the constant jabbing. So I would take wound man as well.
1: I was going to say, after like the fourth or fifth, you know, uh, uh, corkscrew or, or olive <laughs> fork that's, you know, you're stuck into your torso. You're probably going to at least pass out after a little while.
0: Uh, yeah, I would agree. Uh, Gina, where can people find you on these here? Internets?
1: I am on Twitter under Portion 72. I write about movies and television at thespool.net. And I'm also participating in a little side project with our podcast colleagues, Joe and Jen, on White Ladies mm-hmm. in Crisis, in which we are talking about the Apple TV, Apple TV, tv plus apple plus tv i always forget tv series physical
0: all right check it out of course you can find us on all our our socials we'd love it if you rate and review us on itunes we have a t-shirt shop uh here um and uh we'd love your input we'd love your support there we've got some great stuff some great stuff already been sold uh and we don't have a a Hannibal thing yet so if you have a Hannibal idea or you have a Hannibal design uh, some sort of fan art something along those lines uh like start suggesting it to us we'd love to hear from you about it uh it is open and we share with our artists Uh, So that just about does it. Next week, uh, we have more Kill by Kill coming your way. But until then, for myself and for Gina, uh, the body count will continue. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.